Hey, drama listeners, it's me, Connor. And before you enjoy this wonderful episode with the Larry Saperstein series regular Big Red from Disney Plus's hit show, High School Musical, the musical, the series, Honey, you're also going to want to check out some other episodes that we've done to get your full High School Musical fix. We talked about HSM with Antonio Cipriano from Jagged Little Pill. We talked about it with Andrew Barth Feldman, your beloved Evan Hansen replacement, who is actually going to be on season two of HSM TMTS. Do you know how much brain power it took me to figure out those letters just now in that brief? I should be given a Tony Award. Okay. Anyway, so we've got other episodes with great guests. Some past episodes include Jawan Jackson, Justin Guarini, Cassidy Jansen, Need I Go On? And you're going to love Larry. And while you're also here, I want to tell you to subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash the drama podcast for extra interviews, bonus episodes, Instagram close friends content, and more. All right. Enjoy, Larry. We sure did. Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, Ooh drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life in, in New, York New York City and, and the, the world. world. I'm Connor McDowell. And I'm Dylan McDowell, and here we are again with a very special guest today. Dylan, your teeth look so white. I had to take the moment to tell you, you've been whitening. The crest white strips are coming through. You're ready for summer. I am. Well, you know, there's some big events coming up over the next couple of weeks that I just want to, like, look my best for. Okay, he's booked and busy. (laughs) Meanwhile, my next plan is literally, like, May 26th when I'm seeing my doctor. Oh my God. Well, stuff will come up. Anyways, I hope <laughs> summer is upon us, especially when this episode comes out, we'll be on the on the tip of summertime. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to talk about one of our favorite guilty pleasure TV shows. Yes, but I take no guilt in pleasuring myself to this show, which okay. is Bravo's <laughs> Summer House, which mm-hmm. is everything. It's everything. And we haven't talked about it on the pod yet. I know. Well, you forced me to watch it last year in like the quarantine i've run out of everything else to watch help me find something and it's amazing we've talked about it on our patreon which plug by the way everyone should subscribe um but it is just truly amazing can you explain the concept for those uninitiated summer house is a tv show about new yorkers who work hard during the week and go harder on the weekend in the Hamptons in a share house and they basically just like it it navigates their relationships their careers their everything and they're just like partying having fun and I think it was comforting to me to watch in the early days of the pandemic because we weren't seeing anyone at all so it was kind of nice to like see a pre-pandemic real life situation where people were fighting screaming hooking up just like being crazy and this season because of COVID they stayed in the house all summer. Normally they commute back and forth from the the Hamptons to the city. And I, at first the season was a little slow. I was like, okay, there's not much drama. Like Big Brother. It felt like Big Brother. Yeah, minus games. Right. But 
they cracked after like oh, five yeah. episodes and they they fully went insane in this house together after being stuck indoors oh my god and i think fame is playing a, an unspoken part to it oh, with some sure. of the fights you're like why what are they actually fighting about and it's like well obvious that some of them have taken off with their own you know alcohol brands their own comedy tours and all this stuff and it's really come to a head that after a couple summers together and several hundred thousand instagram followers later they all think they're the star of the show and I it know. is truly amazing i think next season they need to add a few new cast members in and maybe take someone out but i won't say who because we might have them book for the pot anyway we might anyways i think i think the best part is that sierra joined the cast i think she's really brought a leveled energy to it of non-fame she's she was a nurse in the pandemic and then joined the house yeah that's a good point she's really just like chilling she's mm. like no i was working my ass off while everyone else was rightly so quarantined at home right but she's a good addition she's a good addition i i, I think that they should add a few more men to the house next season but i know anyway everyone check out summer house season is officially over now so you can binge it all wherever you get your shows but dylan i'm excited because there's a new season of a another favorite show yes. a scripted show that is coming out with its second seat it's long awaited second oh, yeah. season and i'm gagged that we have this guest today to to usher in another another year at east high i know and a fellow redhead Oh my God, all the, the elements are aligning. I'm going to bring him in. Do it. Our guest today is a Long Island native turned East High sensation. He's a singer, actor, tap dancer, director, and rising talent. You'll know our guest as being one of the stars of the new generation of Wildcats in High School Musical, The Musical, the series as Big Red. Before sticking to the status quo, Dylan, I hate you that you wrote that in there. Before sticking to the status quo, he starred as Todd in the comedy horror film Porno, which premiered as a narrative feature at South by Southwest in 2019. He was also featured in the film Fangirl, starring Kiernan Shipka and Meg Ryan, and can be seen in the late night with Seth Meyers sketch, Teen Slang. He's an alumni member of the prestigious Tap City Youth Ensemble and works with the American Tap Dance Foundation. Our guest stage credits include Cats, Catch Me If You Can, Fiddler on the Roof, Miracle on 34th Street, Oliver, The Music Man, and more. The second season of HSMTMTS premieres on May 14th, and we are delighted to chat with him today. Please welcome to drama, Larry, Larry Saperstein. Hi. Wow, you guys really covered all the bases. You know, there. the easiest way to find out like the good stuff is just to go through someone's entire instagram history and just look to see what someone mm. was posting about yeah that's true especially young people <laughs> what i was posting about in 2014 when the filters were kind of random <laughs> and like things were just it was just a different different game yeah. back then make instagram fun again yeah let's do that again although i do like the no filter thing like i'm very like take the picture sometimes i'll add a little bit of like brightness and contrast a little, a little more saturation to like pop make the colors pop and uh and then i post it yeah i couldn't tell you the last time i threw a nashville or a valencia on one of my pictures <laughs> no. <laughs> no you know no. i think the phones are just so good now you know that we don't yeah. need that they're good except i do use a zoom filter so oh okay can you tell? Anyway, no. Larry, I'm so happy you're here. I'm I'm wondering, are you well? You know, I'm great. I, you know, we we just finished the second season of the show, uh, finished shooting, uh, I guess, over a month ago now, which is crazy. And I am back on the East Coast for a minute, and I'm actually preparing all my stuff to go out to the West Coast and uh, spend some time there for for the release and uh, to to hopefully create some new projects and, you know, be in a different environment for a little while. Um, and then who knows? And then who knows what's going to happen? So uh, so that's kind of what's going on for me. Oh my God, that's so exciting. So you obviously 
are from Long Island. You've, you're in the New York area your whole life. So this will be your first time moving away full time. Yeah, well, yeah. So I, um, you know, I grew up on Long Island and then I moved to the city uh, when I was like 18. I did school there uh, and then I lived in Brooklyn in an apartment for a little while. Um, but then, you know, I got High School Musical. So we were out in Utah and that's a whole, you know, a whole trip uh, in and of itself oh, yeah. just because Utah is just like, was so foreign to me when, when we first went there but then you know it's been two years now and it's like a home which is so crazy I, I mean I do feel like LA and Utah are kind of like second cousins like they <laughs> they share <laughs> they share a lot of qualities like I'm I, I never owned a car before and I like got a car to to live out in Utah and now I have a car to take to LA like stuff like that on that series regular salary, yeah, baby. My, my series regular salary with my with my used Nissan. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah. You, the, the dream. Yeah, you're a rare New Yorker who had a driver's license. I did. Well, you know, I got my I got my driver's license um, last week. Uh, something we always talked about because um, you were so <laughs> oh, excited for me to drive up to your house. But today I drove. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I got my I got my driver's license when I was like 18 uh, when I was still, <laughs> before I went to school. A funny one. That was great. <laughs> you cemented yourself in the drama hall of fame. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The layers to that reference are just <laughs> I'm gagged. So where in L.A. are you going to be moving to? Or if you don't want to say out loud, that's OK. No, I mean, I'm going to be sort of like in in I feel like the place where like all actors that my age are like people live in the valley yeah. kind, of, kind of in there so you know I'm, I'm very lucky I have some people out there that then you know some, some of the cast is already out there and um, some other friends uh, from from school that were either living in New York and moved to LA or you know I met through other things so so I'm it's not going to be completely foreign there's there's a Got lot it. of um, there's a lot of support there for me which will be really cool and you have in and out burger there which is such a blessing of the west coast 100 percent. Yeah. it's good although when i went there i got my burger like the vegetarian option the first time you went there you got the vegetarian option? i oddly haven't had a beef burger in like six years interesting I know. I know look i mean there's no like you know anyone anyone can eat whatever they want but in my opinion i think like if you're gonna go to in and out Get like at least the first time just to experience it. Like I know people that get the lettuce wrap and the and that's fine. Like, you know, do you do you. But like the first time you go, I feel like you should get what it's known for. Because that's where you're going. Unless I mean, unless like you're on a unless you're on something very strict and you're just going with like friends, but I don't know. And that was the scenario. That was the but scenario. But that's good advice. That's good advice to anyone who's gonna be going out west. I just I'm the kind of person who when I commit to something, I like stick to it and I am so mm -hmm. I'm such like a Virgo and I was just like no I don't eat red meat anymore like it's just I'm getting the grilled cheese so but but not a it but you're not a vegetarian no. you just don't eat red yeah. meat. yeah okay. I should have gotten it because I was like meh internet was good but like I honestly in the past you know couple of months have been really trying to um you know cut out some things not necessarily like be a vegetarian or or go full vegan or anything like that but it is nice to be like, okay, well, when presented with the option of like a black bean burger, like maybe I'll have that instead because it will make me feel less disgusting oh, than yeah. like a full, you know, double double with cheese. Really? Oh, I want that double double. I want that so bad right now. We love a double double. Um, okay, so I, you know, you know, I do. Okay, so Larry, <laughs> this is very exciting. We're also, I have to mention, Andrew Barth Feldman, of course, connected us to you. Uh, of course. The angel. How do you guys even know each other? So uh, it's it's kind of weird. So we 
as a cast, um, we did a press week in New York um, in early November of 2019. So it was like two weeks before the show uh, came out. Um, and some of the people in the cast like had never like really been to New York or had been to New York a couple of times, but never seen a show. So we were like, okay, we have to see a show. Like what show should we see? Um, and it just so happened that they, we all decided to see Dear Evan Hansen. And I had never seen Dear Evan Hansen. So it was like a first for me. Oh, wow. um, and Andrew was Evan at the time. Um, so we saw him and <laughs> there was like the, the, the Disney people were like, when you, when you, the show is over, like go to the stage door because we're trying to set up like a press opportunity for you guys to like go and take pictures with the cast of Dear Evan Hansen. And then it'll be like on the socials that, you know, we did a, like a Disney, a, a Disney, you know, Broadway thing, uh -huh. whatever. Um, so we went to the stage door and we were like, we're the cast of High School Musical. Are we supposed to be doing some sort of press thing? And they were like, we have no idea who you are. Oh. So, and that was, of course, before the show came out. So then we, so then we left. Um, <laughs> we didn't meet Andrew that day. Um, but uh, cut to like six weeks later. Uh, and he's like a huge fan of the show now um, because he's a big Disney guy and whatever. And oh, so yeah. uh, we sort of connected over Twitter. We're kind of DMing back and forth. I was like, I'm from Long Island, like not too far from... Oh, yeah. You know, I know you're also from Long Island and, you know, we're both Jewish. So there's a lot of things that we could sort of chat about. And then we met for the first time, like just before I went back to Utah to film season two. Um, and we hung out a couple of times just like around, you know, the theater kind of he was in his last couple of weeks of the run, like just, you know, chatting and having whatever dinner. And and then I went to Utah to do season two um, and uh, he called me and was like, Hey, so um, I think I'm gonna be on the show, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, like I, I, I begged, and like I think that there's like a role for me that they're like seriously looking at." And I was like, "Okay," um, and then of course COVID happens, and I come home. So now, like this kid that lives like 15 minutes away from me is, you know, going to be on the show and we're both like on Long Island. So we started talking a lot really during COVID uh, and we would like zoom with, uh, you know, some of our other friends and, and we spent a lot of time together and then, uh, you know, both virtually and in person. And, and then we had our own sort of little special relationship. So when he was actually like in Utah filming um, it was really special because uh, he, you know, that, that was like our connection. Um, that that we didn't have with really anyone else it was like our our own it's like home there you know yeah 100 that is so yeah. pure to me and what I love about that is you know as you know you're because you finished pace correct or you're yes. done with college mm -hmm. yeah when you're out in the real world other than working it's really hard to make friends just socially yeah, totally and that's so cool that the two of you were able to bond and make that that great friendship and then of course ultimately you ended up working together but there was that foundation beforehand that's so special yeah. And it's nice because like a lot of the cast, they are like West Coasters. So being a New Yorker is like a totally different thing when, you know, I'm around those those people. So to have another New Yorker there, we can sort of bond over, you know, the subway or like whatever. <laughs> You know, I don't know. It's certainly a, like a, a, a there's a specific language that New Yorkers totally. understand. Totally. Yeah. I love that. Oh my God. We have so much to discuss about High School Musical, the entire franchise. But before we do, I want to ask you a question we ask all of our listeners, or I'm sorry, all of our guests. And and maybe our guests are sometimes, also listeners. Sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> maybe the listeners should answer it too and send you guys tweets. 
okay, Larry, you're hired as our new social media person. <laughs> We've been looking. We have been looking. Okay, we ask them, our guests that is, and maybe our listeners soon, about their ring of keys moment as it pertains to a life in the arts, mm-hmm. that moment when they had a flicker of recognition, when they thought, oh my God, I love this. I need this. I'm going to do this. This is my ring of keys. Well, so my sort of uh, performing journey has been a little, a bit of a roller coaster because I've been performing since I was very young, um, but I didn't, uh, I didn't really believe that I could do it, you know, long term until I was much older. So like, um, I think the thing that got me into tap dancing, which which has been sort of my longest commitment, I would say, um, was my the very first Broadway show I saw was 42nd Street, which maybe was a little mature for me at the time. I was I was probably like five or six years old. Um, but I remember just loving the tap dancing and that and that particular it was the Broadway revival and um they opened it with like the you know the audition number mm-hmm. um but the way that it started was the the curtain rose just a little bit and all you saw were their feet and that was the first thing that you saw in the show well you saw like the you know it's in variety whatever but then like the curtain opens and mm-hmm. you see their feet and i just remember like we just me and my parents like thought that was the coolest thing and they told me like how cool is that you see their feet and and so that's like what made me i guess fall in love with tap dancing which has been you know one of the the threads that has kept me like along my journey but I actually you know uh when I was looking at school and colleges and and all that I I went to school for uh production design um for theater because I didn't necessarily you know I didn't know if if acting was going to be something that was going to be like something that I could do forever like I I didn't I I needed to have some other plans so I'm very lucky that uh this show happened because um getting this show has been like a real motivator for me to, to now plan out the rest of like what I want my acting career, not the rest of forever, but at least for the next five years, like things that I would love to do, you know? Oh, absolutely. That's so special. You know, I, I believe that the curtain on the feet thing happened because I think in the original production, they were in tech previews or something and the curtain got stuck when the when they were doing it. And the audience just went crazy. That's so cool. But the dancers just kept going. And then I think they kept it in there. I believe I read that in a, in a book once. But so did you see Christine Eversole? Which, which, was that that revival? You know something? I don't remember. I, I think I have a playbill somewhere that I can look. But, uh, you know, it was so long ago. I, I don't. And, oh, I, yeah. and I was too young at that time to to like know who I was seeing. Sure. But yeah, it was it was whatever, you know, it was like the 2000 two four four well, you uh-huh. know it, it was it was like that revival um oh so, my gosh yeah yeah so was that your first broadway show that you saw then being you know in long island i think it was i think that was my first broadway show i mean and then like we sort of saw a bunch of other stuff like as the years went on like by the time i was like 10 years old i was already kind of dancing with uh like the billy elliott kids and like the mary poppins <laughs> kids so i and i had already sort of had like my manager at that point so like i really was kind of an industry kid but yeah so so then i was from then on i was kind of seeing a bunch of stuff okay so wait all of a sudden i something just hit crossed my mind so did you know tim fetterly no i didn't okay. but when i met tim who was our show uh, amazing you know producer executive producer show creator 
I saw like all the friends that we have in common. Yeah. And there are other people in my life, um, an amazing guy named Mark Tuminelli, um, who helped me like get my manager when I was younger, a director named Steve Nakami, who I worked with a, a million years ago when I was like 10, 11 years old, uh, who like have known Tim for all that time. So then to kind of meet Tim and then ha- know, find out that he like knows all these other people. And then now to be kind of an adult and to be in the same world with those other people has been a really interesting roller coaster over the past like year. It's been, it's been cool to, you know, to be more of an adult around those people. That is cool. Tim was like the handler for all the Billies, right? On Broadway. Right. Yeah. And he did, he did like, he was like the dance captain. I think. Okay. So he taught the, the girls, um, the, like, you know, the number the born to boogie with uh-huh. swimming and okay, all that. I love yeah. that show. We got to see the tour. I wonder who we saw as Billy Connor. Oh, the playbill is definitely in the basement somewhere. Yeah. It's it's somewhere behind yeah. me actually. I studied tap dance for a long time with um a guy named Tommy Rudder who played Mr. Braithwaite for the whole oh, run wow. of the Billy. So that's that's how I kind of got into that world. So I was I was really intermeshed with them, but I don't know. You know, maybe there's a, there's a good chance that uh, I may have been in the world or, or like in the on the same street as yeah. Tim or you know because I, I visited the you know the stage door a handful of times went backstage hung out with the kids like there's a good chance we were in the same room at the same time but we just didn't know it you know I love that that it, I like how you mentioned like the thread that sort of connected your whole career it's very Taylor Swift invisible string vibes <laughs> Dylan I thought the same thing mm-hmm. I was like is Larry a Swift <laughs> but anyway <laughs> I could totally see you playing Evan Hansen Oh my God. Oh, you think so? 100%. Thank you. We need a ginger Evan. Yeah, I guess we do. I, I mean, I would, I would of course love to do any, any role of the sort. I, you know, my voice training is maybe not up to par quite yet. I would need some, some work, but of course, I mean, they do do that work with, with the kids. So, um, you know, I, again, like as soon as I, as soon as, you know, the show came out and, and all this stuff was on a, a forward motion. Um, COVID happened. So, oh my God, that was know. probably just devastating for you guys. It's you're all young with the Mandalorian launched Disney's first streaming platform. Everyone is watching this show over the holidays because they yeah. all got Disney Plus free for a year with their Verizon or whatever they got. And we were. I mean, this might be a great segue into High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yeah, we're, we're like 15 minutes into this, but I guess <laughs> I we know, should right? talk about the show. <laughs> Do you want to explain your role and the concept of the show for anyone who may have not had a chance to see it yet? Sure. So for those of you who uh, have not yet uh, barred your best friend's Disney Plus, I played Big Red in a show called High School Musical, the musical, the series. And it is about a, the first season is about a group of students that go to East High, where uh, the original High School Musical Disney Channel movies were filmed. Um, and we do a production of High School Musical, the musical as our uh, school musical production. It's a lot of uh, the word musical, but um, yeah. And so I play Big Red, who sort of comes into the story as um, Ricky, who winds up playing Troy, Ricky's best friend. And yeah, and then we just sort of fall into the, you know, the theater kid world, the the drama club, the, you know, the costumes, the tech guy. So, and so, yeah, so, so in season one, um, I, I'm sort of the crew guy and I meet the group and I sort of develop a little thing with one of the girls uh, who is playing Ms. Darvis. Her name is Ashlyn. I forgot about that storyline. <laughs> That's basically the show. <laughs> and now season two, 
you're not doing High School Musical 2. No. So in season two, we are doing Beauty and the Beast, uh, which, you know, was so exciting because, I mean, don't hate me for, for saying this, but as iconic and as amazing as High School Musical and the High School Musical music is, I think we can all agree that Beauty and the Beast is 10 times more beautiful and 10 times more iconic. So, oh, yeah. um, so it's so cool uh, to get to bring life to that kind of stuff and, and to that music and, and to that story. And, and it's just the most fun. Oh my God. You're, and you're such a great addition to the cast. Thank you. I mean, it's such a good show. I think you all are the cast. It was so well cast. It's, it really seems like yeah. you guys are high school students who love and hate each other and are putting on this I mean, one of the most greatest bonding experiences you can have as a teen is putting on a musical together. So, yeah. And, you know, that's that's kind of what I love so much about the show. And I think what really has prevailed like during this crazy year, um, you know, this show really is an accurate cross section of like what high school kids are yes. today. And I was really at like the, when I was in high school, it was really at like the front end of it. Now we're like deep into it. Like my senior year of high school, like there was a boy um, that was like in sports who just like wanted to do the musical because it was fun, but wasn't like mocking it, like took it completely seriously, like worked really hard, was, was great. And like everyone loved him and he just like wanted to make friends and nobody made fun of him. Like nobody, none, none of his like, you know, none of his sports friends made fun of him. Like, it, and so we're really getting into that world, like really now of like, you can really do whatever you want. And I think that's like what the show, you know, what the show really shows. And, and so like with season two, even like the thing that I love so much is like, it's always from love and it's always from support and it's always from acceptance so every single character this season goes through something weird or something where they're really figuring out like what is it that makes me happy and what is it that I'm passionate about and where do I really want to go you know in the next few years of my life and um, at no point is anyone like frowned upon for the thing that they want to pursue or the, or the thing, you know, it, it, there's always like the freedom to explore and the freedom to try new things. And, and it, and the, the show it with every character is written with that kind of sensibility, because I think that's what like the people watching our show really need to need to take from it. Oh my gosh. You're, you so eloquently expressed just the whole vibe of it. Thanks. And I cannot wait for the second season. I, I remember, you know, being in high school and Connor and I are just a few years older than you. And Glee was, <laughs> was came out our freshman or sophomore year mm -hmm. of high school. And I remember thinking like, well, I had never heard of what a Glee club was, but the, it was sort of like a show choir, but then they also would do the musicals. It was very confusing. Right. And I always, and then they had- A Ryan Murphy show was confusing. I'm, I'm shocked all over my yeah. face anyway. And they would like have Glee during the day, but sometimes it was after school, like it was confusing. And, and to right. me, like your show is truly the accurate portrayal of what it's like to be a theater kid. It feels yeah. like the biggest deal in the world. I didn't have Glee Club. No. So I didn't really know how to relate to that. But then there really wasn't a show about like doing the musical, right. except for High School Musical. But then, you know, and as much as I love High School Musical, again, I'm, I'm part of the family. So <laughs> I, I, nothing against High School Musical, but even High School Musical, like they don't do a real right. show. They do Twinkle Town. Right. 
uh, you know, and then the second movie is the, is a summer vacation. So it's so like, what's so cool is like both seasons at this point, we've done real shows that real people, most people have done, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. most people have done a production of Beauty and the Beast at some point in we their did. lives, yeah. or, you know, if they're theater <laughs> kids and most, and, and most theater kids have done a production of the high school mm -hmm. musical. So like, it, I think that's like, you know, those, the fans of theater like the theater kid fans are like so into it because of that because there is that like direct parallel to their lives and and I was so excited you know that when it, when we first got the original script and I first got the original breakdown of Big Red it, it said like he's going to be a crew guy and I loved that like this main character this series regular uh, and, and and we explored that in the first season as well with Courtney mm -hmm. like they are not in the show but they are just as much character or, or Carlos, you know, like they're yes. just as much characters to the story um, because they're important. They're there every single day, you know, they're making the same friends like, and, and so it's cool that, that we really dive into, you know, everyone that that's part of it and not just, um, not just the, the, the leads that are on stage, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm gagged for how you're explaining the show because it's all <laughs> that Disney media training is really coming through. Larry. Well, you know, it's also I've lived it uh -huh. for two and a half years now. So and so, okay. So you went season one drops. Everyone's obsessed. They're like, I'm, I'm gagging for this musical, this series. Every, everything about it is just amazing. And then mm -hmm. you go into film season two. COVID hits. You're yeah. like, literally. Oh my god, that was probably such a bizarre experience to pause. How many episodes had you filmed? We had filmed two episodes <sighs> um, before COVID, and then we took a a bit of a break and then we came back you know as safely as possible um it was crazy of course like we thought we were only gonna be gone for three weeks you right. know like whatever everyone everyone thought okay two weeks whatever we'll stay inside it'll be done and now you know over a year later here we are but you know I, I think getting to go back was like just so cool because we knew that we were gonna do it as safely as possible and like we just we were so we were itching to like finish what we started so now that it's like actually done um and now that it's going to be seen is like is the best feeling wait so had you gotten all the scripts i had like did you know the whole season breakdown and then my other question is did they change anything after during the covid break like do you know like did do they make any big changes? Like, is COVID happening at East High? <laughs> no. So thank God. Uh, so we, uh, and this is this is like general in TV. This isn't just like our show. Mm -hmm. um, writers write as things are being shot. So that's just how like TV works. So we don't get, uh, you know, every script when we start because things change. You know, they decide they want to explore something else or whatever. But usually the the sort of structure of the season is is mapped out. Nothing uh, thematically or like structurally or story wise was changed because of COVID. I can say that with like absolute certainty. The show is the show and it feels like the show and it feels even more like the show. Uh, then season one it's even even still like it is bigger more exciting more beautiful the, the 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 photography is beautiful the music is beautiful like the costumes are are better like everything is stepped up a hundred percent 
um, even with COVID, especially with COVID, you know, certain things were adjusted, I would say, like how we filmed certain things or maybe the amount of extras that we had on set. But it's not something that you would really ever notice that the story is the story and the message that we want to tell is the message that we want to tell. And I love that we didn't have COVID at East High because I think at the end of the day, we're, we're Disney and we're doing theater and we need to be, uh, we need to be just showing all the good things about what we do. And, um, and then and this show will last forever. Like this show is going on Disney plus and it'll be on Disney plus in 15 years. Uh, and so I, I hope that people can remember the positive stuff about it instead of the COVID of it, you know? Oh yeah. Now I have to act to ask because one of our listeners, Brandon submitted this question Ooh. and he made mention that East high where you film is an actual mm-hmm. school. Yeah. And kids are in class and everything. Yeah. So, uh, we try, they always work it out so that we're either like in a section of the school where, you know, maybe there's less stuff going on that day, or sometimes we film on the weekend or sometimes we film at night. Like we're, we're never there when it's like a busy middle of the school day kind of bells aren't ringing in the middle of no, 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 no. (laughs) But yeah, it's a real functioning school. Sometimes there's after school activities on like in the gym and we're like in the auditorium, you know, there's, there is stuff that, that goes on. Um, they were really good about with, with COVID sort of keeping us separate and you know because you never know who's coming into the building and if they're wearing their masks and you know all that stuff that you can't always regulate about the real world problems so but before all that like even still it was always sort of beautifully scheduled we also have um a set that looks like part of um okay the school so like there's a hallway kind of thing that um that's a set uh that we film in a lot Oh my gosh, how that's so fun. Oh, you fun. know, like the rehearsal room and the stairs and like all that. Um, that's our stages. So that so we get to film there, you know, on our own schedule and not not really worry so much about East High. But we're also in East High all the time. Yeah. Okay. So Brandon also had had asked what your funniest Kate Rinders story is. Oh my goodness. I love these. I love these questions. I love that they're they're asking specifically about Kate. So Kate is um really like my second mom. I I really have like such an amazing bond with her. I saw her on Broadway in Something Rotten as uh, we, as many of us did. Oh yes. Um and when I first met her, it took me like a little while to figure out that that's who she was and then once I figured it out, I was like, "Oh my god, like you're like a real Broadway." And and I love that she plays Miss Jen because she is the perf she really is the perfect Miss Jen. She embodies everything that Miss Jen is. She is like wacky and crazy, but she loves us all like with everything that she has. And, you know, she has her own son and, and I've, I've like gotten to go sledding with her. Her son is three, almost four. And I've like, I've gone sledding with them and I've watched him when they, when she's got to go, you know, do go shopping or, or whatever. So, uh, so she really is like my family. I, um, Oh I'm, gosh, I, I can't even think of my my funniest story. I don't even know. I, I just think of like all the sweet things. Like we carved pumpkins with Luke. Um, every every day is funny. Oh, I love it. That that's on it. Just hearing about that honestly answers the question in in my opinion. One funny story that is about Kate Rinders, not necessarily with Kate Rinders. Uh, so me and Joe Serafini, who who plays Seb, we're really yeah. like the two biggest Kate Rinders fans, I would say. <laughs> um, and so there was one day uh, that we just we're hanging out and we looked up like Kate Rinders Wicket. 
Uh-huh. And then we're watching like all the like for good videos of Kate or like Kate Rinder, something rotten. And we were just like, oh my God, she's so good. Oh my God, she's so good. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. <laughs> so good. Wait, speak, speaking of Joe and the Seb character, are we going to see more from him? I was, I was a little disappointed yeah. we didn't get more of this storyline in season one. He was Sharpay. <laughs> and I feel like Tim call me up because we need to talk. I feel like we didn't get enough Sharpay. Sharpay is my favorite character in the High School Musical films. She's one of the best villains of Di- in Disney history. She's up there with <laughs> Ursula and Jafar and everything. And she's funny and you love her at the end of the day. But I mean, that's the role you'd want, I think, is Sharpay. Yeah. I mean, well, Joe uh, is the series regular now in season two. So, uh, and that, yes. you know, that's been for a long time. They, that, that, that's been a, a thing. So even, you know, we knew we all knew that before COVID and everything. So he's going to be played Bell in Beauty and the Beast. He's playing Bell. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, he actually is. Um, he's what's the what's the dog that's like in the the Ottoman? The dog that's oh the my Ottoman. God. I know. What I don't you're even know about. the name of that character. Yeah, that that's that. No, okay. That's so funny. Oh, I can't wait to see who plays who. I'm not going to spoil anyone's characters and who plays who. But but I will say, you know, there is there's more. Seb, okay. There's more Carlos. There's more everyone. I loved seeing gay characters on High School Musical, the musical, the series, because Ryan has such a queer sensibility and I don't think Mm -hmm. he's canonically gay, but I certainly always connected to him as a closeted gay teen. So I love that new closeted gay teens who are hopefully potentially on the path to coming out when whatever their identity is can see Seb and Carlos um, and have a gay awakening. Or maybe when they were watching the Christmas special, it was watching (laughs) Ricky and um, EJ shirtless at the pool but were they playing themselves though i don't know yeah no that was just that was just like matt and josh Josh. but i mean and the other thing too is like i don't think you know even even with big red right like there is sort of the freedom big red has the freedom to be sensitive and be sweet and be romantic and not be like the big you know sports guy but not be made fun of for the fact that he's not any of those things and be rewarded for the fact that he is sensitive and sweet and and so i think even beyond lgbtq plus issues and and the convert that conversation even for like straight high school Mm -hmm. men like that can learn that like, oh, this is great. This is this is what uh, this is what we should be. This is what we should strive to be. Like, I hope that it's teaching everyone how to go about in this world. <laughs> yeah, you know, Larry, you remind me of one of my dear friends who's a listener of this podcast. Her name is Scotty, and you this energy Hi, that you can just bring yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that you and this character just bring of like kind of stumbling into this world of theater and just finding that family aspect and being accepted for who you are no matter what. Something else that yeah. I really respect about the series is that it's not trying to be the movies at all. Like they're, yes, no. they play those characters in the show, but there's not a Chad, a um, Monique Coleman's character. Taylor. Right. Taylor. You know, it, it's right. new. And that's what I think is just so brilliant about it. Yeah. And well, and I think that that was... I, I think that was very strategic because now we have the freedom to go and do Beauty and the Beast where mm-hmm. like, well, of course there's no, you know, Lumiere because Lumiere is a candle. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, so, mm-hmm. so like it, it's, it's cool that now we can go and do another show mm-hmm. and say like, okay, but it's still these people that like you all fell in love with. And they worked really like the, the writers worked really hard to be like, no, we want everyone to respond to the cat, like the, the, 
kids, not the Troy and the Gabriella. We want mm-hmm. people to look at the Nini and the Ricky. And so they did that. And now we're able to follow those storylines into the, you know, into the future and sort of leave a little bit of the high school musical stuff behind, but still keeping like what makes it oh, high yeah. school musical, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. I was, I remember watching it. I mean, we were obsessed with high school musical when we were, it came, I think the first one came out when we were in yeah. sixth grade. Mm. So we, and they all came out so quickly, but um, they were, they've been with us for so long. And I, watching your series, we were just gagged at like the scene where Miss Jen gets like the cell phone Vanessa right. Hudgens mm-hmm. used. And like, it was so rewarding to us as, because of course we remember that cell phone, yeah. like watching it in the movie a million times. And I loved it. Now I will say I need season three, at least half of it to take place in the summer. <laughs> and you, you, I need some High School Musical 2 action because some of the songs in that are my fa- some of my favorites from the yeah. series. Well, I can I can't say much, uh, and and I I actually genuinely at this moment in time do not know anything about season okay, three, okay. so I can't even speak to that. Um, but I think I think you'll be happy with some of the stuff that you get to see, uh, even in season two. Oh my so. god, love it, love it. <laughs> so Larry, I do have a question for you outside of High School Musical, unless Connor had one more question about the series. No, I was I was just gonna say it's. As we, as we were talking, I was thinking to myself, watching High School Musical at 12 years old and like worshiping the Disney Channel stars. And I'm thinking to myself, Larry is that I know. now to oh my like a tw- 12 year olds. And that's so cool. Like we, we were obsessed with the cast of Lizzie McGuire. That's so Raven, even Stevens, you know what I mean? And that's you now. And I think that is just so special. You're in the, in the, in the Disney family forever. Oh my God. It's amazing. I guess I am, you know, I have a hard time sometimes seeing that. I don't necessarily, it's, you know, especially someone to ask us, uh, in an interview like what has it been like experiencing all of this sort of in the digital world like an all online and that with COVID and all that and like it is kind of crazy like all we see sometimes is like a follower Mm -hmm. number going up Um, and something that I've worked really hard over the past year to remember and to realize is like the follower number doesn't always match up with like the people who have actually been like touched by what I've done. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, it's just kind of get, getting some perspective. And so, so thank you for saying that because it, uh, it puts it all into perspective a little bit. Of course. Love it. Wait, I'm curious. Cause obviously you're a Disney kid and what, uh, what shows or movies were your favorite on Disney channel growing up? Yeah. Well, so I was very much um, in the like, golden age of Disney. I was very much the um, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I was the Hannah Montana, the Wizards, um, even to an extent, the, the That's So Raven. I I loved uh, Raven, oh, yeah. Simone. Like, I just think she was like the coolest person on TV. I loved like the Cheetah Girls. Oh, yeah. But I think my favorite show was probably Wizards. Okay. And even today, like looking back, it's funny. And Selena Gomez is funny. She's so funny. She does not get enough credit. Like she is really funny. She delivered those sassy zingers. Yeah. Like, like you wouldn't believe. She was great. Oh, 100%. I wanted yeah. to act again. Yeah, she's a good actress. She was mm-hmm. in half of Spring Breakers. I think that's the last time I saw her in something. Mm. She was. Sure. Iconic. <laughs> iconic. Oh, my God. All right. So we are sadly wrapping up here, and we like to end on a dose of drama, something to rant about, rave about, share the drama in our hearts, on our screens, or in our minds. Yeah. And I'm going to start today because I do have something I'm feeling vaguely dramatic about, which is I think I was removed from someone's close friends on Instagram. <gasps> and how could you really know other than 
you don't see the green circle anymore, but you know, they're still posting stories. It's like, are they just not posting close friends stories? Are we out of that phase of quarantine where everyone was just bored at home posting whatever and close friends or Mm -hmm. have I been removed or are they dating somebody and they don't post on close friends anymore? I don't know. The T I I really don't know. Listeners, have you ever been removed from a close friends? Call me. I need to know because drama. Well, here's the thing. Are you close enough friends with this person that you can ask them if they removed you from their close friend story? Yes, but would it make me come across as like insecure? Well, if we're close no. enough, who cares? If we're close enough, be like, who cares, hey, I right? noticed yeah, you exactly. haven't been posting on your close friends lately. Are you taking a step away from social media? So you could you could go that route. You guys, mm. that's good. Dylan's Dylan's is very like proper. He's like, are you taking a step away oh, yeah. from social media? Wait, Larry, do you, does the cast of High School Musical, the musical, the series have close friends on Insta? That's a good question. When you're a celeb, I feel like it's so easy for people to screenshot your things. And I actually don't have the Instagram app on my phone right you're brave. now. Not a humble, you know, a little humble brag. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually have been sort of taking a step back uh, of looking um, and just sort of you know, I have, I've been deciding what I want to post and then sending it to somebody that's been posting it for me, which is really nice. Oh, not great. not anyone special, just a friend, just a friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that I have to be posting stuff and I still care and I still want people to, you know, engage and know that I still care about them. But just for my own personal health, uh, I've been taking a step away. Um, I think a couple of them use close Fun. friends uh, and I think I'm on some of them, but I don't, I don't really Amazing. know. It's okay. Dylan, do you have a dose of drama? My dose of drama is that I forgot mine. So, Larry, do you have a dose of drama? And I'll try to come up with mine. <laughs> um, well, I was thinking about this, and I think judging by um, the slang uh, used during this podcast, we're all drag race uh, oh, aficionados, yes. right? So we're watching what this is. This being recorded before the season thirteen finale is out. Yes. Um. So, so what are our thoughts? Who do we want to win? Because I'm, I'm. I think I have a crush on Got Mick. Literally same. Same. Because I I just I think like their drag is amazing. I think like their story is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um I've loved watching them grow throughout the season uh as a performer because like she came in as like this amazing makeup right. artist, but then watching them grow into like a great performer was so exciting. But I, I think that Simone is probably going to win. There's rumors of a double crowning, Larry. There's rumors. <gasps> wow. I wouldn't be mad. I would die. I think that now would be the season it's worth it. Because those two. But I two. also love Rosé. I know. Love and Rosé is going to slay an All-Stars. I think Rosé will come back and yeah. slay. But I also think like Got Mick could do really well in All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Simone has shown so much and really captured the moment that we're in with the Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter movement and really being an mm-hmm. advocate for the black community, I wouldn't be upset with Simone winning, but like you, Gottmik has my heart fully. I'm obsessed. I know Gottmik has my heart, and so yeah, that's what I think. I mean, I think I think Candy maybe has a little growing too. I was really upset when Den- I, mean, I think we were all really upset when Denali was sent home. I, I think I, Denali was like top four for me. Denali was like top snatch game. Oh yeah, that was a brilliant snatch game performance. I know, and I'm it just was so good. I was just really sad that she was sent home like the next week. I know, or two weeks later. I was like. Brood. I think she should have gone farther than Utica and even Olivia too. Yeah. Who I just didn't, yeah. I didn't connect with. Well, on the reunion or whatever that was, um, the clip show that they did kind of leading up to the finale, mm-hmm. they Denali's whole segment, when I was watching it, I was like, she nailed it every week. What what happened? Yeah. What was what was the disconnect and between us and the judges? Like, 
I was also like good on her. I've been so inspired by Denali's like life outside of drag race uh -huh. because she has a talent that she can't really show on the show, which is her ice skating. So then like the, just the fact that she knew that and she knew that eyes were going to be on her. But so she prepared all of these like ice skating videos mm -hmm. to post while the show was coming out to like get people to know that that was her thing that she does like uh, just so smart. I know genius and and she oh, will do all-stars right i mean oh i i think yeah so. i hope so i know I so. we'll see the next one i think we don't have a date yet for the next all-stars but it was filmed in quarantine yeah and and i've seen that it's it's only going on paramount plus right i gotta get on that that's drama yeah my drama is that we don't have a date yet for all-stars six Ugh. I'm moody yeah. about it too. But maybe by oh the time God. this comes out, we will. Listen, Mary, you are a doll. This has been so much fun. Thank you. We're very thankful that you took the time to do this with us today. I'm so happy to be here. This is so fun. I love I love talking for an hour or so. And you guys are great. And of course, thanks to Andrew. Uh, I love I can't wait to see season two. I can't wait for you guys to see season two. We're less than a month away now. Um, and it's going to be a wild ride we'll let you know our thought of course <laughs> we will wait are you gonna are you gonna sing more in season two i can't say much but i will say there's more music okay <laughs> we love it love it love it love it i love this disney um like snow sport it's very game of thrones i feel like there's not been this much suspense around a new season of tv since the final season of game of thrones we're all like what is going to happen on season two well good I'm glad we've been able to keep it all under wraps. It'll be a huge surprise. Totally. Everybody follow Larry and there will still be content to see on Twitter and Instagram yeah. at, is it just at Larry Saperstein? At Larry Saperstein, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Auto include the TikTok. I love it. Yes. And of course, if you're not following us yet, you got to get on that at the drama podcast, me at Dylan McDowell. I'm trying to catch up to Connor's follower account. He's at Connor McDowell. I know the, the battle of the twins <laughs> and thank you again, Larry. This was a delight. Thank you so much. All right, Connor. I'll see you next time. Drama. Drama.